Welcome to Freedom Word with Tanisha Tross. I'm your host, Tanisha. I am an author, transformation coach, digital entrepreneur, wife, and mother. This podcast caters to both newcomers and seasoned followers of Jesus Christ, helping you increase your faith, discover purpose, uphold accountability, and guiding you along this kingdom lifestyle journey. Remember, freedom starts with you. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Freedom Word with Tanisha Tross. My name is Tamisha Tross, and I am your host. Welcome to my podcast. I am so excited to do this podcast. This is my very first time doing a podcast, so this is going to be an amazing ride. This podcast caters to both newcomers and seasoned followers of Jesus Christ. It serves as a platform for fostering faith, accountability, and purpose, guiding individuals in their journey to embrace and embody a kingdom lifestyle in accordance with the teaching of Matthew 6, 33 from the Bible. So this episode is going to be called The Start of Accountability. The start of accountability is so important for not just me, but for those that is seeking truth, those that want to truly have a genuine relationship with God. So what I want to do on this episode is I want to share with you my story And then I want to let you know what is the purpose and the why of this podcast. And then lastly, what is the expectation moving forward? What can you expect from Freedom Word with Tamisha? So not to bore you, but I'll just start giving you a little snippet of my story and what has gotten me to this point in my life. And I grew up as a, I can't say necessary PK kid, but what I could say is that my father was a known minister in learning and hearing about Jesus Christ at a very early age. And As I was growing, I realized that I had a special gift of vision, and I would say discernment. And I was very spiritual growing up. I wanted to learn and understand who God was. So I started to go on fast. Very early, I used to watch my dad and learn from my dad. He was very spiritual. And as a young girl, I used to set up my stuffed animals and I used to preach to them and teach them 
And along the way in my life, as I got older and trauma and life happened, you know, I lost my brother, Travis. He was 19 years old to a car accident. My mom, after coming to America in 1994, started to lose her mind. You know, she was initially diagnosed with depression and it molded into what we have now as schizophrenia. My brother, my, I should say, youngest of my brothers, I am the baby in the family. So my brother, Troy, was deported back to Guyana. This happened in 2000 and I believe around 2008, 2009, if my memory serves me correctly. So he was, he was deported back to our country. So the only people here out of my immediate family is my father, myself, my mother, and my oldest brother, Tito. So life has not been easy. <laughs> it has been a roller coaster, and we all have our stories. I decided to pursue a career in occupational therapy, and I had a desire to help people that were suffering, that were in pain, become independent again and achieve a quality of life. And if you guys are familiar with occupational therapy, that is really what we do. We are holistic rehabilitators is what I'm going to call it. And as holistic rehabilitators, our job is to serve. So I've always had I've always had a servant mentality, you know, growing up, helping my dad with bills, you know, getting my first job at 14, starting, started to drive, get my own car at 16. I was always been a very headstrong, progressive young lady. So taking up the role and graduating and starting a career as an occupational therapy assistant was was my way of serving. And it was great. It was great for, you know, the first few years. I've always tried to be an entrepreneur. And trust me, I've had my share of failures trying to create my OT Cares, which was a business I was trying to create where I was trying to run out other therapists to make YouTube videos so we can have a network of videos specifically dedicated to occupational therapy. And it just failed. Not that the business was a bad idea. It just failed just simply because I didn't have faith in myself and I was struggling with the technology and I just felt like there was something else I was supposed to dedicate my time to. I even tried to create an invention and that too didn't go anywhere because financially I just could not patent it. But I continued along the journey and I would say June of 2020, I suffered a severe 
back injury. It was extremely traumatic. I had sciatica on top of a herniated disc in my lower back. And, you know, I was still working and I was starting to really struggle. People were noticing, you know, patients were commenting, like, how is she supposed to treat me when she's limping around the clinic? Can I trust her? And it got to the point where I remember getting ready for work and crying in the morning because I could not bend over to tie my shoes. I was having so much pain. And my husband came to the garage and he said to me, you are done. You are done. And I looked at him and I said, I am. And the thing is, I was already preparing to go on disability, but I was trying to push myself. And that day was the day I called out of work. And that was the last day. That was the last day of my job. Or I should say that was the last day that I didn't look back. I didn't go back after that. In my mind, I wasn't planning that. I was planning on, you know, going to therapy and recovering and going back to work. But that was a turning point. That was a pivotal point of my journey of rehab. I went from being the therapist to the patient very quickly. And from that day, things just seemed like they got so much more worse. I mean, when I tell you the pain that I experienced, there's nothing like nerve pain. Let me just say that, right? I wasn't able to sit up and eat food. I had to lie down to eat. It was super uncomfortable to sit down just to use the toilet. Standing up, I could only stand up for seconds. If I was to stand for the one minute mark, I was in excruciating pain. I mean, the pain radiated from my back all the way to my toes. So my toes are sensitive. So I spent close to two months practically bedridden. Can you imagine that, right? I'm young, in my early 30s, and I have a young baby, you know, my one-year-old going on two, and and I just felt so low. I felt depressed. I felt worn out because I was taking numerous shots, cortisone shots, and medication, pain pills, all this kind of stuff, and you know, I was crying almost every day in therapy. And then I went for back surgery. Okay. And after two weeks, back surgery failed and I was back at it and I refused to do another surgery. So I said, you know what? I'm going to lean on faith and I'm going to go through this journey of recovery. And it took me about a year and a half, almost two years of recovering. And I would say as of like January, 2022 is when I really started to, you know, get back to myself. And that was the time that I said, you know what? I'm going to live life to the fullest and I'm going to go after what God has for me. 
and I'm not going to look back. And I remember it was Father's Day. And at the time, my dad was living with me. And I was still on my journey of recovery. And I woke up and I said, I'm going to get up and I'm going to make them a Father's Day breakfast. And even though I was still dealing with the pain and I was really limited in the time that I could stand. And this is my, mind you, this is after surgery. This was when I'm, you know, going through all the holistic rehabs. I mean, I was doing acupuncture, physical therapy, you know, massage. I was doing it all except chiropractic because all of this unraveled, not just because I was working as a therapist and I was worn out, but really I had a bad chiropractic procedure that really affected my back. And, you know, I woke up and I said, I'm going to make them breakfast. And I just couldn't do it. And I felt so upset and I was so frustrated. And I remember going into my garage where I was going to try to, you know, get some food out of the freezer. And I just broke down and I screamed to God and I said, God, what do you want from me? What does this all mean? Why am I going through this? What are you trying to tell me? Speak to me. And I remember going back and lying down. And in that moment, I just remember thinking to myself, I give up. I am letting go. And I'm just going to trust you through this process. And I did. I trusted God through the process. And it didn't come quickly. But I trusted him. Now I can say that going from the point where I wasn't able to pick up my 30, 40 pound son, now I'm able to, you know, at the end of therapy, I was able to lift 150 pounds. You know what I mean? And that was beyond me. I never thought I would be able to do that, even at my healthiest. I didn't see myself being able to deadlift 150 pounds. So anyway, that was my story. And that was the start of me seeking God, seeking the kingdom, and really allowing him to speak to my heart. And I realized that my gift is teaching. We all have spiritual gifts, right? And my gift is teaching and taking information and relating it in a way that people can resonate with, people can understand. And I decided that I wanted to be a spiritual life coach. I wanted to coach people in their walk. And I wanted to help people discover God because I'm a strong believer that in this life that we live is short. We all are going to die. And the question is, where are you going to go? And I've experienced so much pain in my life. And I've seen so much pain. And one thing that 
helped me find my purpose was that I realized that I hated wasted potential. I hated to see homeless people on the street. I hated to see young men hanging on the corner. And I'm like, man, I'm so sure that you have this great potential, but you just don't see it. And I just felt like I wanted to help those find their purpose, find their potential, and live their truth. And this is what has left me so far in my journey to not just help individuals recover physically in rehab, but also to help individuals recover spiritually. So that is my story in a nutshell. And, you know, that leads into my purpose and my why. My why is I have lived in a household where I watch the devil really run havoc. And the reason for that is a disconnection with God, with our creator. And then I also got to see the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God to shift in my household, you know, and things aren't perfect and there's still trials, there's still tribulations happening, but I got to see firsthand in my own personal experience, my own personal personal walk on how God can really shift and change and move on our behalf, you know. So my why on this podcast is to really help you foster faith. Take accountability because not everything is the devil. Not everything is demons. Not everything is a generational curse. A lot of times it's lacking self-discipline, right? Lacking discipline to seek God, to get in his presence and to just follow what he's commanding us to do. You know, God loves us, guys. God loves us. He gave his only begotten son that whomever believeth in him will not die, but have everlasting life. And when we say that you will not die, we're talking spiritually, right? We know that our time on earth is limited. But he's saying that I'm giving you my son I'm giving you Jesus Christ. I'm giving you me in an earthly body. So you don't have to die in sin and you don't have to be condemned to total damnation of hell. So why not take advantage of that? Why not learn about that? And I think, you know, there's people that may not come from a household that was introduced to Christ. And this is why having platforms like this is so great because we can reach the masses. We can answer those tough questions. You know, those tough questions is of, you know, why, if God is so great, why is it crime? Those tough questions is, you know, if God is so great. Why did, why did he allow my, my mother or my daughter or my child to die? right? There's just certain questions that's not being addressed 
in the churches. So on this podcast, I will be talking about the kingdom and I will be addressing those tough questions. And I'm going to be keeping it raw, real, and definitely relatable. And I'm going to share my struggles. I'm going to share what has worked for me, what has not worked for me. I'm going to share my seasons of drought where I, you know, feel lukewarm in my own journey where I have times where I don't know what to say to God and don't even know, you know, where to begin in my prayer and, you know, falling asleep when I'm reading my Bible. Like these things is real. These things happen, you know, um, my times of temptations and my times of repentance, like this is what this podcast is all about, is sharing with you guys the real, true walk of a believer. Not a Christian, not a religious person, just a woman trying to live her life and help others do the same thing. So with that, the expectation moving forward, guys, is simply that we are going to dissect the Bible. We're going to apply it to our life so we can really reap and understand the benefits of what it means and what it looks like to walk and live a kingdom lifestyle. So with that, guys, I thank you for being here and tuning in and listening and being a part of my podcast. This is the end of this first one, and this is the start of accountability. Thank you. I look forward for you coming and being with me on the next episode where we are going to start our Kingdom Freedom Word conversation. Thank you, and until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.